The post-workout glow at Planet Fitness doesn't just feel great. It feels 80s pump-up jam great. Because when you got the glow, there is no stopping what you want to do. And now when you become a PF Black Card member, your glow can be even greater with a free Amazon Halo Fitness Tracker. Get the glow. Get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment and just $24.99 a month. Bring a friend, enjoy massage chairs, and get a free Amazon Halo View. Deal ends November 15th. Subject to taxes, fees, and commitments. See club for details. Hi, I'm Elmo. Apparently. And you're listening to You're My Best Friend. This is getting really spiritual. You're My Best Friend. With two of my best friends, Marcia. So we're, we're not going to kiss them? Let me tell you this. Dropping a taco is a national emergency. You, I'm cutting you off. You're listening to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. Here are your hosts, Industrious Moxie Ann and the musing Ruben J. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And my name is Greg. <laughs> Ruben's having a meltdown. This is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> this isn't. This is not the week, Moxian. This is not Why? the week. Why? You messed up last week. So you mess up every week. That's not true. I am a godsend. I am the most perfect human being on the face of this great city. State nationwide. What? Exactly. Well, okay. The thing is, we did tell our listeners that we would be teasing the rest of the guests on the season. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. Well, somebody did, and it wasn't me. Well, it wasn't me. Because I don't. Yeah. Does my shirt look weird on, on camera right now? <laughs> yeah, it does. Kind of weird. <laughs> uh, Moxian needs to issue a formal apology to our Latino uh, listeners. Yeah, I actually really do. This is not a. This is not a joke. Um, last week, wait, wait, I... wait, 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 yes. wait. Let's see. Let's see. By the way, there's this funny time. My sister was describing this guy who rear-ended her car, and she was giving the police officer a description. This will make sense in a moment. She was describing the the kid who hit her car to the police officer, who, by the way, was Latino, and it was she was like he was a guy looked like my age. He, she, it was the worst description ever. She was like he was about my age. He looked like maybe he lived in a dorm. And the police officer was like, what color, like, what is his hair color? What is he? And she was like, I think he was Latina. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Dude, really? <laughs> this is your apology music. <sighs> this isn't easy for me to say, but last week I committed a critical error. And it's one that I have solemnly committed to never do again. Last week, on our episode featuring Kendra and the bunnies, I... The bunnies weren't here. Okay, 
that's beside the point. I, <sighs> I said that it was episode 59, when indeed it was in fact episode numero 54. <laughs> I <sighs> take full for the situation. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life now. I've got it off my chest. You can stop badgering me about it. I'm just so sorry. <sighs> Ruben, do you think the listeners will forgive me? The listeners might. But I, on the other hand, uh, probably won't. No. And we have discussed what's going to happen here. What is it? Well, uh, the most important thing is that uh, you are making a sizable donation to the Ruben J Fund. Um, is that just your Venmo account? Shh. My people are extremely offended. Your people? Yes, my people. Who are your people? The Latinos. Ah. The listeners. Ah. Listen, this isn't, this is a very serious but, offense. Not only did you get the is. episode number wrong, but you also pronounced the numbers extremely white and, and very offensive. Okay, could you expect anything less from me, though? <sighs> that's, that's part of the problem. So, I mean, uh, I drink Starbucks. I eat rice cakes. I wear sweaters. I wear blazers. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to let my good, close, personal friend um, handle what's going to happen next. So give me one second. Who is that? You're fired. Oh, I'm actually almost crying. You're this fired. This is sad. You're fired. You're fired. I need to hear it again, You're Don. You're fired. 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 So pack up your stuff and get out of the studio. Moxian, you. You're fired. I'm officially looking for a new co-host. If anybody is interested in the position, uh, you got to pay me $5,000 and it's yours. Trust me, you hey, don't who it. who lets you back in here? <laughs> I have a headache now. Something good. Go, go, go. This episode is officially numero 55. 55. 55. Not 50. Not 50. Something good. Go, go, go. Okay, 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 okay. This week, a Dunkin' Donuts employee lost his freaking mind. And it's amazing. There were some awesome fast food things that happened this weekend. Not not limited to Wendy's completely roasting McDonald's on their spicy chicken nuggets. But the thing that made me laugh the most is uh, Dunkin' Donuts... So uh, Dunkin' Donuts in Portland, Maine, not Portland, Oregon, but Portland, Maine, 
so they had one of those signs where you put up the letters and you can letter anything that that you want to say and i guess they tasked an 18 year old with putting up an, a notice about their new pumpkin spice lattes and the teenager not joking not making this up the teenager on the letter board put uh-oh spicy exclamation point pumpkin exclamation point ha 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 pumpkin tasty <laughs> and uh portland resident uh santana shared a photo of it on facebook writing that the restaurant has some weird energy right now and everybody's been retweeting this saying could pumpkin save 2020 uh i guess the the boss said so uh duncan's vice president of worship said that hmm? bruce springsteen was there yeah uh Duncan's vice president said that the viral sign shows how nothing creates excitement like the return of pumpkin. And the employee who wrote the sign was actually an 18 year old. His name was Adam. And he said his boss couldn't think of anything. And he said, put whatever you want up there. And, and uh, Adam says, I was feeling goofy. I wanted to put something funny up there. Yeah. And then they changed it eventually they changed it to pumpkin is back exclamation point which is sad (laughs) and a lot of twitter users are tweeting rest in peace (laughs) pumpkin tasty (laughs) pumpkin pumpkin tasty my friend i would like to petition for dunkin donuts to rename their pumpkin like lattes or pumpkin coffees or whatever to pumpkin tasties (laughs) they should make a donut that looks like a pumpkin and call them pumpkin tasties pumpkin tasties I want to make pumpkin tasties. Well, uh, if you're watching the video version of this, you are probably wondering why Moxie and I are wearing the same clothes as from last week. And that's because (sighs) I am on vacation. It's because I had a one night stand. For a week. (laughs) With my boyfriend. (laughs) Who, by the way, Ruben wants to steal. So, you're not doing good with the whole talking thing right now. You're fired. Oh my gosh. I got got one better. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Our listeners don't want to hold on, Ruben. Just hold on to what, to we, what got. we got. It doesn't make a difference <laughs> if we make it or not. Hey, everyone. I'm Jill Biden's husband. As you, <laughs> excuse me, you can see why she's the love of my life, the rock of our family. She never gives herself much credit. But the truth is, she's the strongest person I know. She's a backbone like a ramrod. She loves fiercely, cares deeply. Nothing stops her when right, she's get getting something right. Come on, Joe. And you know, for all of you out there across the country, Come on, Joe. just think of your favorite oh educator gosh. who gave you the confidence to believe in yourself. I picked the wrong That's clip. The first lady. Bling? Lady, lady, lady. This Jill Biden will be. <laughs> That was the longest 41 seconds in this podcast history. Literally, whatever you believe, you got to admit the guy's funny. Not in a good way, though. Uh. This Joe Biden will be. God, this Joe Biden will be. 
Lady, 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 this <laughs> Lady, lady, lady. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go into this this thing. Are you ready? Because this ready. is a pretty freaking great episode. Yeah. You know, I was uh, I was a little sad when you said we're going to Egypt um, that you didn't actually mean the uh, country of Egypt. Um, we're going to Egypt. This was better than going to the country of Egypt. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I, I, I also still want to go to Egypt one day. So. Yeah. Maybe just, not right now. It's a little political over there. And hot. So, instead, we have a guy who speaks, and his name is Egypt. Yeah. He was awesome. Oh, my gosh. I have the privilege of meeting Egypt like that, years You told the story ago. on the podcast in the interview. Let the listeners listen for themselves. Let's go to commercial break. Whatever. We'll Why did I just turn into a 12-year-old? We'll be back. Stand. Bye. It is a time of the show where we are just honored to bring on a, a friend of ours, a friend of yours, actually, yeah. uh, to discuss uh, everything they got going on in their life. Do you want to introduce this person? Yeah, I would love to. So I had the honor of meeting this person a couple of years back, and honestly, I I have just been so encouraged by this person, and I think you will be too. He's a nationally recognized speaker on leadership, character, and integrity, um, and he travels all over talking to young adults, to adults, to anybody who will listen about um, inspiring and education and, and all of the above. So please welcome to the show, Egypt McGee. All right. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here with both of you tonight. And listen, Ruben, we go back at least five minutes now, man. We got we got tenure together here. Come on. Work <laughs> you know what? I appreciate that. I love that. And, and I'm so happy that you're here. Uh, Moxie has literally been been trying to to get me to okay you in particular on the show for at least at least six months. Yeah, and uh, and we've had so many people that have been on the last couple of months, and, and we're like, you know what? This season we need to bring on somebody to encourage our listeners and encourage mm-hmm. the world during this 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 pandemic and and everything that's going on uh, currently. So I'm looking forward to, to hearing what you have to say to us. Well. Thank you very much. Again, uh, we all need some encouragement. Let's not kid ourselves. We have to go very far to shed a few tears. Like uh, 
hit the hit the snooze button <laughs> and the tears start flowing. You know? Seriously. So we can start at the beginning of the day with some encouragement. I think we all can use some right now. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and start from the beginning. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what got you to the point where you're at in your life because I'm I'm going in blind with just what, what Moxie's told me, so I'd love to get to know you a little bit more. Well, here's what's interesting. So my life, uh, as I'm often told, is full of so many different caveats of where I've been, what I've done, what I've had an opportunity to do. So let me just kind of keep things straight a little bit. First of all, uh, I'm one man making a difference where I can. Mm. Uh, The truth is we're all kind of uh, designed with this uh, innate uh, gifting. You know, we have interests and we have likes and dislikes. That doesn't necessarily mean that's your gifting, the things that you're good at. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean that you're purpose for that. So one of the things that I desire most uh, of anything is really helping build up people. And that's really helping you understand your purpose, because I think if you can stay fixed on how you were built and what you were designed for in life, then you can actually put into a swim lane and, and swim toward that. And then swimming toward that, you're going to pass a lot of people. You're going to come up alongside other people for a season or two. And sometimes we look at a season being very similar to sports. We think it's a six-month season or a nine-month season or a four-week season, whatever the case may be. Quite frankly, a season could just be a single encounter with somebody at uh, the checkout line at Starbucks, You know, somebody who's having a rough day, or maybe you had a bad encounter with somebody at the grocery store line, or maybe you had a blowout with, uh, with a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or a spouse or a boss. Whatever the case may be, aren't we all struggling with something? Uh, and, and when you can get a, a, a real good grip on that, I'm that guy who started uh, many years ago, and too many to really count on this show, uh, <laughs> on a dare, I was invited to come to uh, one, a prominent uh, Southern California high school to just kind of come and just give a word of encouragement. Interesting enough, I'm also an avid skydiver. Haven't been in a little while. Obviously, with COVID, I'm put on some COVID, and I think I need to do something about that pretty darn quick here. Um, but I brought my, my skydiving uh, rig in and I started to talk about some of the choices we make and how that aligns with skydiving. Well, that one meeting turned in, I didn't get off the property. As a matter of fact, I didn't get out to my car and I had the school principal run out to me and say, Hey, we got a, got a, I got a phone call from a couple of friends of mine. Their, their friends happen to be other principals at other schools that asked me to come and do the exact same talk. And it just kind of blew up from there. I didn't ask for that. I didn't request it. I didn't, know, hiring a marketing firm to represent me. I just basically faithfully went on an invitation to be an encouragement to a bunch of high students that, quite frankly, I didn't care uh, or really even wanted to listen to. So opposed to going in at that time, what ended up happening is that that one school turned into about 12 schools, which turned into about 50, which turned into several hundred following the years later. So now some almost... 15, almost 18 years of actually speaking on, you know, college university campuses, high school campuses across the country, across the globe, and other special conferences and things like that. I'm just a guy that's focused on character and leadership and integrity, because when we can look at those things, then we can actually have a baseline to start treating people with respect. So if we want to cut through all the screaming and arguing, um, I guess the goal really was never really to agree with as many people as you can agree with in a lifetime. It's really to contribute and be an understanding to other people's perspectives, but for also to be in the best position to best share your perspective. And guess what? That's actually how things get done. Uh, nothing gets done where one party wins or one side wins or one person is the dominant person. 
for a lifetime. A lot of things happen when you start to see that your weaknesses are actually there for a reason. And then someone else can fill that gap where you and your strength can also fill the gap of somebody else who has a weakness. So I'm just one man making a difference where I can. That's kind of how I describe the best or the essence of who I am. I'm just one man who's done a lot, whether speaking or coaching, life coaching or uh, mentoring. Uh, that's my heart is just to build up people rather than building. That's incredible. I, you know, I, I feel that if more people decided to like take a second and realize that every action that they take, every word that they say, every uh, tweet or Facebook post that they post can literally make a difference in somebody's life one way or another, whether it's a positive or negative thing. And I feel like if people took a second to realize that they have that kind of power in their life, that they would actually take a second to think about their words uh, before they just went out and started spewing whatever it was that they that they spewed. Um, is there a, a particular message that you tend to see resonate more with young people as opposed to, you know, that just kind of hits home with people in maybe their late, late teens, early twenties. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and it's really three words. <laughs> it's actually four. I was going to say it's three words. It takes a village. <laughs> really? Uh, like, wait a second. A one, a, a two, you know, we're, we're all, I'm, I'm, I'm missing my, I'm missing arithmetic. I, I missed that whole part. So I'm just <laughs> adding up and I'm making up numbers as we go. But it takes a village. Let me tell you what that's all about. Uh, Question, quick question. Have you ever played the, the game of chess before? Have you ever learned to play chess? I, pl- I have. I played it once in my life, uh, won, and then retired as a winner. <laughs> there we, there we go. my I life was like that. <laughs> Here, here's what I love about the game of chess because it's very similar or I think it's very indicative of, of how life is in principle. Think about this for a second. You have a king and queen who stand back in their royal court, surrounded by their bishops, okay? Next to them are their bishops. Those I would consider to be your most loyal advisors, okay? And then you have your knights sitting next to them. I always thought that piece was one of the coolest pieces because it's a dude on a horse. So I was thinking, this dude on a horse gets to ride everywhere. He's just awesome, man. You know, and, and, and he's just a dude, but he can only move in these really weird L shapes, right? Three... <laughs> Three spaces forward, one space to the right or left. Okay, so hell <laughs> shape. Then you got these little castle dudes, you know, a rook. You know, the castle on the farthest end, they're like your anchors. Think of them as like your home front, right? You think of home as being the safest place, and it should be the safest place. Now, that's not the case, possibly, for some of your, your viewers and listeners who are listening in and watching right now. They're like, dude, if you knew my house, you would know why I don't go there. Well, I can raise my hand and say, I, I feel you, bro. I feel you, sis. I know exactly what you're talking about. And sometimes we just want to get away the farthest way we can from our homes because our homes are so toxic and dysfunctional. Okay, now keep that in play. Guess what you got in front of you? A long laundry list of pawns. Now, nobody wants to be a pawn because a pawn apparently has no value. But that's actually not true. A pawn has a lot of value, but a pawn has very limited movement. And think of a pawn as someone very similar like your security force, maybe like the Secret Service. Think of the people who truly have your back. See, we love saying that kind of a phrase. When I think about it taking a village, ultimately what I'm first I'm initially trying to do is establish a boundary. Help the listener. Help my audience. Help the my mentee. Help the person that I'm coaching or the workshop or the 
the environment. Listen to this principle. If you don't have a boundary established around your territory, now some of that could be physical, but I'm really talking about emotional boundaries. I'm talking about social boundaries. And unfortunately, we all know what social distancing really is, but it's gotten so bad now that we've taken social distancing to an extreme to the point where we actually are detaching from the critical life uh, relationships that we need as people to have physical interaction. You know, there's only so much text messaging and social media input that you can do before you actually feel disconnected or you feel the sense of loneliness, the, the burden of isolation. And you can be in a big party with a lot of folks, but still be isolated. So ultimately what I do is I help my audience understand what their village looks like. And quite frankly, a lot of the villages, when I start out, they look like a wasteland. Like when you get real serious, who is your mail carrier? You, you know, you used to think that the post office really didn't have that great of a job until you really needed friends to actually be honest with you. Don't you hate setting a precursor when you talk to someone, when you start the conversation out with something like this? Let me be honest with you. Or can I tell you something without you getting mad? It, aren't those weird legal terms and conditions that we actually have to preface what we're about to say? Because what we're about to say really requires an honest discourse. But it's that honest discourse that we have practiced never, ever really having. We've mm-hmm. practiced lying. We've practiced deceit. You know, if the wife says, Honey, do I look fat in this dress? Well, I say, girl, you look fat. That's P-H-A-T. You know, you know what I'm saying? And then other glove, you know, and I'm like, I pick myself up off the ground. She's like, don't have to say that again. Well, then don't ask me a question that you already know the answer to. If you know the answer, we should be training ourselves to operate in a, in a sphere of trust and a sphere where the value system is at least mutually shared. And when I say that, this isn't even a motivational speech. This is just real right here. This is real. Mm-hmm. Most people lie on their resumes. Most people lie to get into the university. You lie about the things you've done. We I lie have, about I have never lied done. on a resume. I'll tell you that right now. I have never lied on a resume. Wait, I thought <laughs> no. that I, I, love, <laughs> I love hearing that because the truth of the matter is, is when I read a resume or I sit down with a mentee for the first time, do you know what my very first question of the day is? It is this. Here's how I establish order. What is the one thing you don't want me to talk about? Oh, geez. What's the question you don't want me to ask? Because if we're being honest and you lay some crazy thing out there, then I will respect that. Let's not touch that. Let's table that for another day. We'll wait for meeting number two, but trust me, I'm coming back to that. <laughs> but most people, will, we don't have a level of trust. And it's because we don't have a village that we maintain. But I'll tell you one thing that is really sad. We love maintaining and managing everybody else's villages. Mm -hmm. We love bringing our dump truck with all our frustrations and our anger and our misunderstanding and our bitterness and all of our mess and back it up to someone's front yard. And we dump all of that garbage there. And then we love driving off and watching them freak out over it. Hmm. Well, I'm just one dude that's trying to unravel the balls of yarn in life. I'm not going to unravel all of that, but I know who and I know how that ball gets unraveled. And you need people who are solid that you can actually trust that can say, my yes is yes. My no is no. 
I am a person of my word. My bond actually means something. It's not just something I say. I don't wait till a funeral for someone to say, if you ever need anything. Well, hey, yeah, I needed you like two weeks ago. Where were you then? Where were you a month ago? Where were you a year ago? Of course I needed you. I reached out to you and you never responded. So we always play catch up with trite pleasantries as opposed to peel off the transparency so that we can surround ourselves with that one or two or three, maybe even five people in a lifetime that will be your crew, your your truest of true. When you say they have your back, now on that chessboard, when that king sets out or that queen sets up, yeah, the entire entourage has your back. Why? Because your back is the only place you don't have a defense. You actually have to trust someone else in, an, in a chosen and appointed position to cover your back. You don't have eyes in the back of your head. My mom always said she had eyes in the back of her head. I believed her because I would never make a face to my mama because I always was afraid that she actually had some eyeballs in the back of her head. But the truth is we cannot cover our backside. Every single person on planet Earth needs, must, is required to find that trusted advocate, ambassador that you would appoint. It's almost like appointing yourself in that position to cover my back. And how important is it to have your back covered? Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I really loved what you said about honesty. I just, I literally just experienced some conflict with like one of my closest friends and another person who I've considered a friend for a while. And we had to like, he reached out to us, said, you know, I, Hey, I think there's some bad air between us. Can we clear this up? And it was one of the most difficult experiences of our lives trying to not one of the most difficult experiences, but like trying to establish that mutual trust, that mutual respect and honesty with somebody who you don't have that close bond with yet. You know, you've, I've known this person for a year as opposed to the person who's been your best friend for five years. But I love what you said about that and how you pointed that out. Like we haven't practiced that honest discourse. We haven't practiced being able to just clearly and respectfully say like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is how I feel. And not have that mean that you just are mad and mean and hate the other person. Um, so I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask, because also when you, were, when you were talking about at the end, you got to find your crew. Well, how do you know when you found the people that are in your crew? Oh, I love this. Okay, so this is the trial and error ebbs and flows, ups and downs, seasons of life thing that goes on. But guess what? Before you can find your crew, you have to first of all know what you're looking for. You know, when you lose your keys, we've all lost our keys. Literally about two minutes ago. (laughs) We flat out misplaced them. Let me be more generous in my analogy. We misplaced our keys, right? And I got to tell you, there's nothing more embarrassing for me to go through toxic meltdown freak out mode looking for my keys and i know exactly what those keys look like and when i tell you they're not in front of me they're not to the side of me they're not even in my pocket they're in my hand (laughs) that is embarrassing right so you got to really sit down and and as a part of say one of the workshops that i have done many times over is is really it's it's a simple line down the middle vertical middle of, of your cheek 
on one side, you've got qualities that you're looking for. So let's just say that's the left column. The right, the right column would be not what I don't want. It's what is the alter ego of that character trait or that quality that you that is the opposite of that character trait. And let me give you an example. So I've asked this question to many groups many times, and it's amazing the kind of answers that I get, and it's amazing the answers that I don't get. So if I ask both of you, very simply, if there are three character traits, just think of three character traits that you personally, not the, not your friends, not your parents, not your siblings, not your, not any of that. What would you personally want to be known for? Is it this person is genuine? Uh, I think they are the most, they have the most integrity. Like what would you name in your top three character traits that are most important to you personally? And just throw it out there because I'm going to add something that's going to bring context to all of this and make it all make sense. Do you actually want us to answer that? I think we should. You want to start? No, you go first. (laughs) Okay. All right. There are three character traits that I would want to be known for. I would want to be known for being kind for. Like it. Yeah. Wait, so should I do all three or should I do one and then? Yeah, bring them on. All okay. Three. Okay. Wanna... Okay. So I would want to be known for being kind, for being trustworthy. Are you writing this Ooh, down? I... Mm-hmm. Oh, good. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> and for being resilient. Resilient. Now that's a rare one. I, 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 I don't hear that one very often. I like it. Thank you. Oh man, I I don't like this question. <laughs> uh, I I think I would want to go. Uh, I'd want to go with brutally honest. Um, I would I would want people to think that. Um, I guess integrity would be one of them. You know, knowing you know, like you said, a yes, a yes, and a no, a no. Mm. Um, and and I think, <clears throat> um. Somebody who who's in, in in tune with their emotions. I don't, I don't know what that would what that would fall under, but it's almost like a self control. But I think it's even more than that. Um, I, but I follow you. Yeah. I, I follow the essence of where you're going. Okay. Well, this is awesome, and this is actually wow. This is this is a little bit more than I typically get. So I typically don't ask for three. I actually ask for five. Oh wow! And I don't ask any one given person i just have people to shout them out don't sit back and holding it's literally whatever that first thing that comes to mind is probably the right thing but let me let me help you with perspective right so have you ever seen one of those wooden pencils that require like a manual pencil sharpener to sharpen i'm not mm-hmm. talking the cool mechanical you know the old school number two pencil and it's all chewed up and it looks ratty and you know okay my fingernail can't fuck out any more lead here i'm gonna have to sharpen this thing and get it nice and fine point that's yeah. what I'm about to do with your perspective here. Okay, I heard kind, I heard trustworthy, resilient, absolutely epic, beautiful. I heard brutally honest, I heard integrity, and then I heard the essence of self-control. I also think personal resolve, uh, I think um, uh, morally grounded. Ruben, would that be fair? Would maybe the three of those kind of be a sense of maybe this super combo pack there? I mean, I wouldn't I – w- I wouldn't uh... – I wouldn't argue with with morally grounded, uh, but that wasn't really what I was going for. I was, you know, what, I, what I think is like, 
you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it because I, I feel and maybe 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 Moxie could jump in here uh, on on that if she knows because I'm I'm somebody who like wears my my emotion on my sleeve, so th- I guess sure. that's more of what I was I was Up going front? for. Uh, transparent, maybe transparent. Yeah, transparent. True. Yeah, literally true. Just true. Okay. So now let me let me help you think about one particular word, uh, one character trait. That is so it to, in my mind over the years as I've, I've really just just massaged this and really meditated on it and rested on this and really just struggled with this. It's one character trait which I, I sense is the missing ingredient in almost every leader in every leadership capacity, whether it's politics, the military, sports, business civic whatever just leadership roles and it is the word humility mm. humility so remember back in school uh, we hated the stupid word questions if train a was traveling eastbound at four miles per hour and train b was found traveling westbound at 22 miles per hour at what point will they intersect and crash? <laughs> well, I'm always like, listen, I ain't going to be on that train. So I don't, I don't need to figure that out. But this is an algorithm, an algebraic equation you do need to figure out. So if I were to say to you, I give you a word, a story problem in algebra, leadership minus humility equals, don't answer that question, because I bet face came to your, name, came to your, your mind. Kind of see where I'm going here? Without humility, what good is leadership without a sense of trueness and foundation and purpose? You can do all the wonderful, great things in the world, but if they have no purpose in them other than to elevate yourself or to feed an all of the ego, possibly to conceal behavior or a toxic addiction or a violent behavior or a corrupt perspective on race, ethics, life, mm. values, traditions, whatever. You fill in the blank with whatever available adjective is available to your tongue. Yeah. But humility is the X factor. So if you want to be the complete person, I'm not talking about better or more efficient. See, a lot of times that's what we do. I want to be like them, but I want to be, is what really, what, that's code for I want to be better than them. I want to be like them, but I want to be better. That's code for I want to be more famous than them. I want to be them like them, but I want to be better. That's code for I really want to have all of their followers 10x and I want everyone worshiping me everywhere I go. But guess what? Those are some of the most isolated, sorry, hurting people on the planet. But you wouldn't know it because they've got a smile everywhere they go. They've got a photo op everywhere they go. They've got paparazzi following them, people wanting to be like them, except then you hear about their compulsive behaviors down the road or you hear about them in a dicey situation that they should have never been in, and it is not indicative of the characters that they would have sat in your seat and said, well, let's see what I think I would come up with. It would be all inward facing and focus type energy that doesn't produce a wholeness. 
but humility is that X factor. Mm-hmm. That's the wonder tonic right there that is like the octane to your fuel. Oh, you just got regular fuel. Oh, girl, you don't, you ain't got the super, super duper premium. Oh, I got some stuff for you, right? Because <laughs> it does not need a camera in its face to say, hey, look at me. Look at the big fat check that I wrote for such and such. You know what people of humility do? They just do the work and move on so they can do it again. It's the same principle I use in skydiving. We always talk about when we get down, we repack our gear. There's a specific procedure and safety mechanism on how you repack your gear so that I can do it all over again. The intent is not for me to crash in and burn in or die. The intent is for me to be safe, have fun, land safely, repack, and do it all over again. I love that. Did you tell him about me? Because I feel like I feel like you guys had a conference beforehand to try to like get me to change my ways or something. Because I feel like he's literally describing me right now. I'm canceling this episode already. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done. I don't. You know what they say? If you feel attacked, it's probably meant for you. <laughs> uh, you know, this is probably the first time in a long time this has happened. But we're 26 minutes in, and we have not gotten to signature question number one. I have so many things I want to say. Oh, my gosh. We got to add them to the list of people we need to bring back. So uh, go ahead and, and let's ask him signature question number one, Moxie. All right. Okay. So, uh, Egypt, I hate to interrupt because this feels like such a shallow question compared to everything we're talking about. <laughs> it's an important question, though. It is an important question. Um, this podcast is based around three signature questions that come from our slogan, Life, Friendship, and Tacos. Um, so the first signature question, probably the easiest, is... What is your favorite taco? Oh, my word. You know what? Uh, It's a great answer. You are are pushing me in the corner here, and and I'm fighting my way out. I'm going to go with... I'm going with blackened tuna. Mm. I don't think we've gotten that answer yet. No. Where where do you get this this taco at? This sounds like a... Yeah, it sounds like a magical creature taco. So in Geneva, Illinois, and ah. I will give them props. They don't even know I'm doing this. There's a place called Bientruche. Oh my word! Oh my word! That's called, all I gotta say. What is it called? It's actually, Bientruche. Bientruche. B-I-E-N-T-R-U-C-H-A. Bientruche. Ah. I that's good fish for my Spanish-speaking. <laughs> it is the real. When I say the real. I, I, here's what that's code for. Here's what you got to do when you come in and you finally are seated and you, you have your tacos, bring with you a pair of fuzzy slippers, uh, a, a blanket, and a pillow. Because when I say man down, I mean it, man. Get <laughs> over. You're done. Make sure you have 911 on speed dial so they can ship you out of there because they don't play over being true. That is the deal. That's how it works. All right, Ruben, we're going to Illinois. We, I just looked up a ticket. We are going right now. I don't care about social distancing at this point. I don't care about masks. I don't care about what the COVID situation looks like in Illinois right now. Oh, it's Illinois, not Illinois. Um, That's what I said. I heard Illinois. Uh, there's a lot of noise going on in that one. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I don't care. I need to get me some of this taco, uh, and I don't care yeah. if I, I don't care if I die because of taco or die because of COVID. I'm gonna die a happy man. 
that's right. With with half a taco uneaten, just wait, just resting there. You know, he, he was a, he, he loved his tacos, and, and we, we started to see him go. Been very taco with him. Let it go. Let as it go. as long as we can ship this this taco in for the for the funeral, we'll be good. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> wow, seriously, we are like. We are at capacity on time almost. I know. I don't know what to do. And, and we have so much more to talk about. Okay. How about I go for just straight into signature question number two? Because I feel like it's going to be a good one. Yeah? Uh, fine. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So signature question number two is a lot harder. Usually we space these out, but I do. Wow. Um, so this one is a little bit harder, uh, but I feel like you'll probably be pretty prepared. So the question is... If you had a life quote, what would it be? It could be anything, like a verse, a mantra, song lyric, anything. My life quote would be something similar to what my grandfather told me many, many years ago. And it went something like this. Whatever it is that you do, uh, be an encouragement. Mm. Mm -hmm. And as you do, speak the truth. And if necessary, open your mouth. Hmm. I love that. I love that. That That's incredible. Yeah. I mean it's it's literally That sounds very similar to preach the gospel and if necessary use words. Exactly. I love that. Precis- I love that. So be a doer. Make make your make your doing relevant. Mm. We are missing in action. So many of us are missing in action on the same battlefield of life. Yeah, that's that's a crazy crazy thought. I, I think there's a lot to dissect there, but uh, I, I, there's a very specific question I have on my mind, and I don't want to divert any more than we already have. <laughs> um, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be very blunt about it. Because, like sure. I said, I like to be uh, what was what was brutally honest. Brutally honest. Uh, yes. Why in the hell do you like to skydive? That sounds like a <laughs> scary, scary situation going on there. Like I, I don't, I do not understand it. Listen, I, I went for the very first time on my birthday many years ago. I always wanted to do that, so I I went through the training and the tandem skydive. So there really isn't any work for me. I'm, I'm along for the ride. Obviously, I have the front seat with my instructor bolted onto the back of me, literally. <laughs> and I loved it so much that literally coming out of that, I signed up for the actual uh, accelerated free fall certification course down at Brownfield in San Diego, California. Oh. And I went through that years ago and eventually graduated i'm not gonna lie i failed a lot of those levels because i was stiff and and wasn't passing my my levels and you say well how does a how does a skydiver not pass the landing i I would think failing the landing would be dying (laughs) So, (laughs) so short of me not accomplishing the techniques and the uh the steps necessary to demonstrate that i have mastered a specific movement um I ultimately graduate and graduated and certified, and then guess what? It just became my thing, and it's still my thing to this day. So after what, almost um, thirty-five hundred jump out of a perfectly good airplane, 
Uh, I'm just one of those dudes that just love jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. And it is an experience like no other. That is so cool. So when this COVID situation is finally over, uh, are, are you in California? Yes, sir. I'm back now. So I've uh, been away for the last six years. I've only been back for about four four months. So I'm in the heart of o- o- uh, South Orange County. Oh, welcome. And, uh, welcome home. Yep. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm back. So where were you? Where years, did you go? Uh, went to Dallas uh, area for uh, for two years, almost to the day. And then the West Chicago suburbs wow. at uh, Elgin, Geneva, Batavia area. So giving a shout out to the people who uh, have some real winters. Mm. Oh, yikes. So uh, it wasn't too hard to talk me back into getting back to SoCal. So uh, we're back home. So we're back home in sunny SoCal. What, so you said you're in South Orange County. Is that like uh, like Irvine area? Irvine. Or Irvine? I'm in Irvine. Cool. We're, Irvine. we're in Huntington Beach right now. So uh, once it's, once this COVID thing's over, we're gonna get you to get you down here. Uh, but more importantly, uh, once this COVID thing is is up and over, I want to get in a in a car with you, in a car with Moxie. And I want to drive down to San Diego. Let's and I, do it. And I want us to jump out of an airplane. Uh, Moxie, you, this is recorded history now. You, you understand <laughs> that, right? Yeah. You have recorded transcripts. I, I, it's it's on. It's on. I, I also, I just FYI, I tend to delete things uh, accidentally. So <laughs> <laughs> while this is recorded, uh, there's a chance it may disappear, depending on how scared I get, you know, going into... Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. speaking of COVID, I, I want to get direct here real quick. Um, sure. and, and I want you to take, you know, a, a couple of minutes here because there's a lot of people sure. right now who are, and I asked this of a couple of guests, uh, but, but, you know, people who are jobless, who are, are, yeah. are hopeless, who, uh, right now they're okay. Cause the government's been helping them get by, but they know that that, that quote unquote gravy trains ending and don't know their job hasn't come back yet or their company closed. Um, they, they, they've seen, you know, the entire world literally turn upside down, inside out, spit up and chewed back up again. And, and they need some hope and they need, they need some sort of encouragement. And, you know, unfortunately I don't, you know, I don't have it in me to, to give them that. And I'm hoping that you can. So can you give us some encouragement and some words of hope and, and, and maybe, you know, uh, somebody can start a project to, to feel, purpose in their life again? Yeah, absolutely. And I and I would never be able to give anyone any legitimate, true encouragement outside of motivational terms and, and acronyms uh, outside of my faith in Christ. So Amen. short of me preaching at you, I want to preach with you because your life is, honestly, it is a song, a beautiful melody that God's created. And there's only one of you. So What's really cool about that, and if you think I'm lying, take a look at your fingerprints and look at how unique they are. And try figuring out who else on planet Earth has those exact same fingerprints. And good luck when you do. Um, you are a unique person, unique woman, unique man. You are uniquely knitting God's likeness. So listen, one of the downsides of our great nation of America is that we have this, this dream of the, the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of liberty, the, the, the freedoms that we have, but none of those things come for free. Nothing is free. Not even salvation in Christ is free. It's not going to cost you a little something. It's not going to cost you your best. It's going to cost you everything. Mm. So 
you've got to invest in your true source of hope. And mine is in Christ. So I trust him. But it doesn't mean that my life is easy or better or on easy street because it's not. As a matter of fact, my life got a whole lot harder uh, once I chose to follow Christ. And as a result of that, the thing that he changed first in me was my perspective. I just looked at things differently. It's not that things are different. It's just I look and approach them very differently. So first and foremost, we know the economy is not something worthy of our trust. It's something that is. And the moment you invest in it as it's somewhat of your hope, you're only going to go up and down as the market goes up and down. But Christ, you can only go up. He said, I came to give you life and I give it to you more abundantly. Now, abundant, it happens to be a word we don't use very often in our English language, if I'm just being honest. And I am being honest. Abundant. What does that mean? That means a lot. No, it means a lot more than a lot. Does it mean a huge amount? No, it means a lot more than a huge amount. Is it a ridiculous amount? It's a lot more than a ridiculous amount. Abundant means you cannot measure it. So what does life like that look like? Is that like asking for a shot glass and getting the Pacific Ocean? No, it's even greater than that. So the mind can't even conceive how great and all the wonderful things that God has for you. But just like a child and rearing a child and you learning to take on responsibility and maturing in your body and returning, maturing in responsibility, it's very similar to that in your faith walk in life. So was your hope in your job until your job let you go? Was your hope in a spouse till your spouse failed you or failed to do something that you expected per your level of expectation? Was your was your hope in a friend until your friend told a, a special secret that uh, you had only between you two uh, and divulged that to other people? You know what? We can put our hope in a lot of things that are not constant. They are not permanent, nor are they true. They appear to be true, but it, and it doesn't mean that those people are failures. It just means they're all flawed in some way, shape, or form, but our faith in God is not, not flawed. So if there's a place to ever go, because people always ask me, well, where should I start reading in the Bible? Well, I always encourage you to read the book of John. I love the Gospel of John because John reflects upon the deity of Christ. He talks literally about the majesty and the power of Jesus. So you would never look for a strong man to come in a weak body. That just sounds weird. Mm. And, it, it, and that's exactly how the people in ancient Rome and the ancient Middle East looked at Christ, like a weakling, like a nobody. And isn't that the same today when we're all starving for attention? We think five minutes of fame on social media or five minutes of fame on the news or somehow if we just get our name repeated multiple times that that will fulfill us. And we found out very quickly that that's not fulfilling us. Jobs don't fulfill us. And unfortunately, this might be a, a really raw time in human history where we actually have to act very much like the many people groups, many countries and many uh, continents over the courses of hundreds of years that when a calamity came or a disease came or pestilence came, they had to pick up and retrain themselves in a, con in a completely different vocation. I know that's a tough one to hear because you might be 30, 40, 50 years, you might have just graduated college and you're in student debt. And you're like, I got all this debt to pay. And what in the world did I go get a finance degree for? I hate finance. But what did I go get a, a management degree for? I hate management. Or I didn't get a degree at all. How am I going to do the next job? Listen, your degree is not going to be the thing that brings you hope. Only Christ will give you hope and he'll deploy you in the place where you're needed most. And sometimes 
you got to do what you got to do. It's ethical until you can do what you desire and want to do. And unfortunately, that requires time. So you need that you need that strong village of people to come around you, people who can encourage you, but people who also tell you the truth. And when you surround yourself with people like that, there may only be one person in your life who can do that. Hey, you might not have anybody in your life. I'm here. You can look me up. There's only one Egypt McKee in the United States. Matter of fact, there's only one Egypt McKee on planet Earth. So you will <laughs> not have a hard time Googling me and seeing this face pop up as the first search result. So if you need some help, you need some encouragement, that's what I'm here to do. And that's what I, that's, that's who I am. Incredible. Uh, we, we, we are like at the wall. I know. So we need to do signature question number three and then we gotta, right. we gotta let him go. Unfortunately. I have one quick, what quick question after signature question number three. Uh, so signature question number three, this is an easy one. It's instinctual really. Can you have more than one best friend? Outside of your significant other and family. Uh, so I've always looked at the term best as being a hierarchical uh, distinction, meaning uh, it is elevated to uh, an exclusive position. So I've always seen best as only being one. Uh, so if we are to take that, um, that analogy and transfer it to this reason or this logic, it would only stand to reason that one best friend Others are very good friends, very good confidence. But I don't actually deploy the best friend model even in my own sphere. I deploy brother and sister model. So, Moxie, you happen to be my sister because you are. Thank and, you. Ruben, you're my brother from another mother. <laughs> and that's just the way we roll. And because I have a lot of brothers and I have a lot of sisters. And I don't uh, give preference or distinction to either or. It's family. So I mm. seek to build a family at my village. But when it comes to best friend, uh, I'm just of the humble opinion. And again, it is just my humble opinion that you can only have one best friend. Well, not only is it a humble opinion, it's a right opinion. Uh, <laughs> Somehow, I feel like I just got drugged into something. something here, but it's I will a beat down happening here. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I love this season is the season I redeem myself. Yeah, you know, it's know. four seasons in and people are finally coming around. We ask every single guest that because we disagree on it. So Ruben thinks you can only have one. I think that you can have multiple. And every up until this season, pretty much everyone has said, no, you can have more than one best friend. But everybody this season, and he's finally like, I'm vindicated. <laughs> people, are, uh, people are awakened now. <laughs> It's the truth. Uh, you had a quick question for him? Yeah. So so before we let you go, unfortunately, we have to. Um, I wanted to ask, you have a new, you're working on a new book. Yes, absolutely. The book is called Life When Push Comes to Shove. Believe it or not, I wrote the book 12 years ago. I intentionally put it on the shelf, and it is ready for a time such as now, mm. a time of great uncertainty, a time of great unrest, a time of great distraction. And I use the word distraction when you hear things like racial tension, political tension, upheaval in social economics. We can go on long and distinguish, but I won't. But those, those, many of those things are distractions that are getting away from the things that actually really matter to solve those problems. We think that we can just solve those by brute force. Anything solved by brute force will one day again be overtaken by mm. brute force. Mm -hmm. I want you to be very clear in understanding that 
eternal truth. Anything that is solved by brute force will someday be overcome by brute force. Wow. Wow. That's, that's an incredible, you know, what's funny is that, oh, I have to have you on, I'm starting another podcast, FYI, and I have to have you on to discuss that topic alone, because I feel like that's the whole political climate right now is, is trying to solve problems by brute force, as opposed to sitting down at the table and discussing, you know, Absolutely. we have to have him back. Yes. We have to have him back. I'd be honored. I'd be honored. Yay. Real quick. Real quick, we literally have like 30 seconds before before uh, my bosses kick us off. Um, can you tell people where they can find you on social media and on, on the web and, you know, your mailing address, whatever else you feel comfortable giving them? <laughs> Absolutely. The easiest thing is Egypt Speaks. That's E-G-Y-P-T-S-P-E-A-K-S dot com. And likewise for Facebook, uh, I'm verified on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the same, Egypt Speaks. Awesome. awesome. Whoa. Wow. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> Egypt, thank you so much, man. I, I really, really enjoyed this. And, and I, again, once, once this COVID thing's over, I, at the very least, I want to buy you some tacos and a cup of coffee and just, just hang out with you, man, because you seem like the coolest guy we've had in this podcast in a long time. Yeah. Uh, most, I, most honored. And I'm humbled to be on with both of you today. Thank you for the invite. Thank, Thank you. you. Make sure make sure to go check them out. Uh, Egypt speak, EgyptSpeaks.com. Mm-hmm. I just pulled Joe Biden. Nice. EgyptSpeaks.com. Uh, we'll be back after this quick commercial break. We, we, we're out of time. We'll be back. Ah, great to see you again, Egypt. Thank you. Yes, thank you. was our conversation with Mr. Egypt McGee. McKee? Egypt. What was his last McGee. name? McGee. Okay. McGee. Uh, McGee. That was a great conversation. I really enjoyed that conversation. He is somebody who I just, I want to keep talking to and I want to keep having uh, meaningful conversations with. And if you didn't take a couple of nuggets of information away from that conversation, you need to listen to it again. Yeah, you know, I wrote a couple of notes down that I didn't get to bring up during the interview. Um, You know, one of the things that Egypt spoke about during the first half of the episode, he talked about, like, without humility, leadership is nothing. Humility is the X factor. Humility does not need a camera in its face. Like, a couple people, they just get in there, they do the work, and then they move on. And a couple of things popped out to me. Um, Number one, that's, like, the definition of Bradley which is wonderful. And I wanted to pop that in there, but I didn't think anybody cared. So I'm doing it now. The other thing is, um, (laughs) Nope. Nope. Don't like that. The thing is that when I, okay, this is a deep dive, but when I started college, we had this thing called the honors program. (laughs) And essentially the honors program is a great books program. What? Humble brag. No, no, no. But like it was, essentially I just want to let you know, that there's this thing on campus called the honors program and I was oh my in gosh. it. Okay, so our honors program every every college honors program is different. Um but our honors program essentially was like a great books program. So instead of taking honors classes, we took one honors college class where we uh enrolled in like one session and then we had three different things. So we had 
things called colloquies, which is essentially like a roundtable discussion between our peers and teachers. We had lectures that we had to attend. And then we had rhetoric groups where we met with our peers and discussed the papers that we were writing. And we just had to read great books. And the first semester, they focused on leadership. So every book that we had to read was written on leadership. And I, a lot of the books that we read, we read like Up From Slavery. We read uh, The Education of a Christian, uh, or uh, The Education of Cyrus. We read uh, The Art of War by Sun Tzu. We read Aristotle. We read a couple of uh, books of the Bible, things like that. Um, but they focused on leadership because they wanted to prepare young leaders. And I thought that that was really like what Egypt focuses on in his seminars. And one of the things stuck out to me, uh, it was the first two books that we were given to read. So one of the first book that we had to read, the first book that we focused on was a book by Niccolo Machiavelli called The Prince. And if you've ever read The Prince, you'll know it essentially focuses on like how to manipulate your people and how to keep your population in fear so that they don't disobey you. And it's not healthy. Like it's effective, but it's not healthy. And so then at the end of the semester, the book that they, they sent us these two books at the beginning and we had to read them at the beginning. And then we didn't focus on the second one until the very end, but it was a book by a philosopher named Erasmus. It was called the education of a Christian prince. And essentially it's a handbook for educating a leader who's going to lead a kingdom in a Christian way. And it focuses on exactly what Egypt was talking about, which is like humility and getting there and getting the work done and like being down in the trenches with your troops and considering yourself one of the people and leading by example. And I really, I, you know, it's so easy to look at like motivational speakers today and go, oh yeah, these are modern concepts. But like Egypt was really talking classical philosophy and so much of it resonated with me. And I really hope it resonated with you too. What did you think, Ruben? Is he gone? I think he's gone. Did he leave? Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> what happened? <laughs> <clears throat> Oh my gosh. Oh, it's a long day. What, what's going on? How was your trip to Oakland? Uh, it was busy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? Um, I don't know what you just talked about at all. Uh, I zoned out after about like three seconds. <laughs> but it sounded, uh, it sounded interesting. Um, you should... We should listen to it again. No, I'm actually probably going to edit it out. Uh, cause Why? Because I don't want to. I don't want to fall asleep while I'm editing. It's, Please don't edit it out. It's difficult. I want our listeners to hear it. It's difficult to edit the podcast and be driving to Oakland at the same time while also uh, falling asleep. <laughs> we need to talk about this. Let's not and say we did. Cool. Bucci. Bucci? Gucci, Bucci, Bucci. Gucci, Bucci. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? We have an incredible uh, couple of weeks coming up. And uh, I, 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 I'm so excited for the last uh, set of episodes that we have prepared for people and i'm looking forward to hearing people's uh feedback to this one uh, as well as uh, we have some really really important ones that are coming up and i want to announce today uh moxian has not approved this 
um, although she doesn't get the vote of approval. Um, so good. I want to announce our season finale guest. I'm ready. We have we still have five episodes, right? Four episodes, <laughs> five episodes, whatever. We got a few yeah. weeks to go. Yeah. Um, but I am super stoked for this person. Um, and, and this isn't saying anything about any of the other guests because everyone else that we have uh, is super incredible. Like, it's super top-notch. Like, great, great conversations with everyone across the board. So, Oh, yeah. It's been phenomenal. It's I honest. Like, this season has seriously knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Like, if there was a park that we were allowed to play in, we would knock it out of that park. But they all have caution tape around them now. So, so I would like to announce that our season finale is probably my favorite, uh, person in the world. Uh, and no, you know what? I'm going to wait until next week. I think I know who it is. Who do you think it is? Who do you think? I, well, if I say it, then they'll know. Well, uh, give me a guest. Give me a guest. Give me a hint. Uh, 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 trophies. 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 Every kid deserves a trophy. Oh, no, no, no. That one, that one got deleted. What? 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 Our season finale guest is an author, authoress. A lady author. Uh, she has uh, she's done some stuff. Uh, her name is Lori Bischoff. Lori Bischoff will be our seat. No, you didn't. Our yeah, seat. No, you didn't. Our yeah, seat. Did. No, you didn't. Our season. Yeah, did. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Uh, she's going to be our season finale. She's going to be our uh, our closer this season. So I'm super excited for that. It was a great conversation. Um, and, and hopefully it'll be a great way to kick off your uh, your pumpkin spice season. It was so good. You got to listen to this. Yes. And with that being said, share this podcast with your homies. Or not your homies. Share it with anyone. Just, just take out a billboard. On Hollywood Boulevard. Yes. Take out a billboard on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, I take out, I don't mean take aim. (laughs) (laughs) You got to be careful about that these days. Uh, Yeah. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie M. And we are Are out of time. Out of time. time. Just, no. Ooh. All right. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.